On today's news episode, we discuss the possibility of Disney buying a major movie studio, how theaters are responding to Disney wanting a higher ticket share for Star Wars, and why it pays to be an annual pass holder at Walt Disney World. This is the Capture the Magic podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Capture the Magic Podcast, episode 42. This is our weekly news show we post every Thursday, where we talk about the latest Walt Disney World news and rumors, and we also have a little mini discussion at the end of the show. My name is Jamie, and I am joined by my husband, Jared. Hello, Jared. Hello. How are you? I'm good. That was a terrible uh, British accent. Hello. Hello, Governor. I don't know where that came from. So. It's cute. I but I'm good. It. Good. Well, we always talk about weather when we do these little, little banters. Apparently, we're old people. Apparently, we're old people. No. Uh, but I'm going to switch it up. We're going to talk about sickness because that's fun, <laughs> apparently. Um, our baby has a cold again. Um, it sucks. It's just a faucet just coming out of her nose and i know that's gross but if you've ever had kids you know how annoying that can be um we don't know if it's teething or she's actually sick i think i think it's teething i mean she's got that one tooth coming in that's really in there i don't know though it's hard to tell from a tiny human who can't tell you things i know yeah i'm just glad that she can stay home or i can stay home with her you know so she can get better but i hope she doesn't Give it to us, which Jared's not feeling so great. Oh, right I've already now. got it. It's, it is what you, it is. You think you got it? Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. It's already there. Yeah. What's done is done. I understand. Well, hopefully we're we're okay after a while. But uh, before we get started for the rest of the show, we have a little bit of housekeeping. We want to say on top of our new show that I released every Thursday. We also have a Diz Talk episode that goes out every Monday. And this past Monday, we reviewed Thor Ragnarok. So give that a listen after this episode. We encourage everybody to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And information about those accounts are in the show notes. This podcast is available on many platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And it's also posted on our website, CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com. And if you're a new listener to the podcast, we are glad that you found us. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe to our channel on any of the platforms that we mentioned to be notified of new episodes that are released. And if you want to leave a review, that would be great, too. Uh, We also want to announce our monthly newsletter t-shirt winner. Uh, Congratulations to Amy Huff. Uh, She has won a Capture the Magic t-shirt. Um, we will be notifying you soon, and if you would like to win a free t-shirt out there, you can sign up for our newsletter at CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com and be entered for a chance to win one. So, congratulations, Amy! Woohoo! Huzzah! Huzzah! So, um, that is about it for the housekeeping part. We're going to move into news, and we got some good ones today. So, hopefully we the show doesn't run really long, but it might. You never know. We're just going to keep talking and talking and talking. It'll be fine. Uh, Okay, so let's start with business news, Jared. This is probably, the first one is probably the most 
uh, interesting of the business, I'd say. Yeah, it's on multiple fronts, but um, it was reported. I think I actually saw this yesterday, the day before, but uh, Disney is reportedly been in talks to buy most of 21st Century Fox. And the deal would trim 21st Century Fox's assets into a more focused slate of news and sports networks to better compete in the media and then changing media landscape, uh, the report says. The acquisition would, in, would exclude Fox News because Disney cannot own two broadcast networks, the report said. Oh, that's Fox's sports channels would also not be combined with ESPN to avoid antitrust scrutiny. Disney was reportedly interested in buying networks such as National Geographic and FX, and among others. So how far into the talks are they? Don't know. Okay, so nobody really knows. They just know I mean, it was talking. enough of a talks that it, it did cause Netflix stock to go down a little bit, and it caused uh-huh. 21st Centuries to, um, well, and Disney's to go up a little bit. Interesting, so. interesting. What do you think of this? Uh, first thing I thought of, because of my... Uh, Marvel fanboy side was the fact that if they do this, then that brings in the X-Men into the Marvel Universe because 20th Century Fox owns the rights to basically all the X-Men characters, Deadpool, Wolverine, all those. So That would be great if we could redo those X-Men movies or, you know, fresh them up or something. Well, it would just be a complete reboot. I mean, they would bring them into the deep, to the Marvel Universe I don't know how they would do it, but it'd be a complete reboot of everything. But yeah, uh, so that side of it, I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. The other side is interesting. I don't know why they would want. They stated they wanted National Geographic. I could see FX, but they may be trying to play coy. Part of me thinks this has to be a move for Marvel stuff, and they're just not saying it. But I don't know. I, I they're not really releasing any details because i think as of yesterday 21st century fox was kind of they weren't denying it but they weren't confirming that this was going on right and remember how bad the last x not x-men but the fantastic four movie i wouldn't know because i didn't see it right remember how bad they everyone said it was i'm wondering if they're wanting to just get rid of that stuff and just need more money because aren't they aren't the this isn't the studio like struggling right now well you're talking about a, a a landscape here in Hollywood where the, I mean, basically, and there's another uh, news story that revolves around this uh, that we'll talk about coming up where, I mean, Disney's in a very powerful position in the industry. I mean, everybody else essentially, maybe other than Universal, is struggling because any movie that's not a Marvel or Star Wars movie or Disney movie that's getting released right now is tanking. And the last couple of uh, Marvel-related 20th Century Fox movies have not done that well. Uh, especially, I mean, obviously the Fantastic Four didn't do well, but I think Logan, which is the Wolverine one, I don't think it did as well as they expected. But maybe, I can't remember exactly. I think it did okay, but they probably are just looking to trim stuff down and maybe they just look at the what they've got on the slate and don't really like their chances of uh, having many hit movies coming up. Which that easily could be the case. They could be looking yeah. at what they've got in the release schedule and just going, these are all going to do bad. And if they trim down and just narrow their focus, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm. If it's nothing else other than getting X Men, I'm all for it because that would basically give Marvel back 
all their characters and they could have a full Marvel universe like in, you know, all the characters that are under the Marvel umbrella. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah, and uh, honestly, too, it probably is a play maybe with their streaming service that they've got coming out that's going to compete with Netflix. Yeah. This is a play probably on that as well because obviously Disney's going to have their content on there, but Netflix is spending $8 billion to create their own original content this year alone and I think maybe part of next year. So Netflix isn't going to necessarily go away, and they're clearly the biggest competition. So if they were to acquire 20th Century Fox... That gives them all the access to those movies, to those shows that they can then put on the Disney streaming service. Hmm. So it could be a double okay. play there. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for Disney. It just depends on where 20th Century Fox is in terms of financials and what they've got on the horizon. Right. Hopefully we hear more about what exactly they're talking about soon, but we never know. More than likely, you won't hear anything until it's confirmed. Right. But the fact that it was leaked out... It probably means that, and the fact that the stocks were affected, it's pretty far along. I would, yeah, I'd venture to say. Okay, all right. Well, let's do the next one. Also about Disney's power. <laughs> this is what I was mentioning a, a minute ago. So yeah. Disney's coming out with some interesting requirements for the new Star Wars movie, and it's angering a lot of movie theaters. So for those that don't know, when a when a studio releases a movie they get a certain percentage of the ticket sales. And normally that is... Uh, is it 60%? I think normally it's 55 to 60%. Somewhere around there. I okay. think it depends on the movie. Okay. But anyways, close to splitting it. So the, the theater gets a split and then the studio gets a split. Well, Disney is requiring movie theaters that are going to show The Last Jedi to hand over 65% of ticket sale revenue and play it in their largest auditoriums for at least four weeks. Now, the ones who are mad about this are some of these small independent theaters that are in small towns Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, given if you live in a small town and you're showing one movie for four weeks, everybody in your town isn't going to see that movie probably after one week, maybe two weeks. So then you're left showing a movie that nobody's going to go see. Mm -hmm. And basically, these small theaters are declining to show it because of this. Because while they, yeah, they want the Star Wars, you know, playing in their theaters, they also see the downside, which is they're going to have empty theaters for probably two to three weeks. So this is a Jeez. good case of Disney flexing their muscle in the marketplace. And part of that, too, is under the agreement. Um, well, okay, this is the largest cut a studio has ever asked from theaters, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the whole thing about they have to show it in the largest auditoriums and all that. But ignoring these terms would lead to Disney charging the theater an additional 5%. So that would mean that Disney would take home 70% of the sales. That's crazy. Like, I know that, that the 65 or the 60 was already in place, but dang, that just seems like a lot of just a lot of money that they get. I mean, I, I know they have leverage. I know. I, I get Oh, it. they have. If this was a game of poker, they have got <laughs> they have got all the chips and they're basically pushing in. Because nobody else can at this point. Are they just testing to see how far they can push it? They're just partly that. Part of it is they know that they have the power right now and they can do this because you look at all the movies that have done so terribly and look at how good, I mean, how well Thor just did. Well, and we'll talk about that in a second, but but yeah. You're looking at that and they know, I mean, you know Star Wars is going to be a giant hit. It's Mm -hmm. not an if, you know for a fact it's going to be this. So 
So if you're one of those smaller theaters, you got to think, okay, if we show it and I keep, you know, I just do what Disney says, I show it for four weeks and I have an empty theater for two of those weeks, then, you know, I'm just out the money or whatever. On the other other side of the coin, if they don't do it, then they have to pay the extra 5%. So is it almost like even out? I don't know. You'd have to run numbers on, you'd have to know your market and know what you potentially could earn compared to what you know you might be giving up so i, I don't yeah. know i mean i know a lot of the surrounding areas where we're at uh they you know let's say it's just a decent a little town that's got one theater and maybe it has four uh screens mm-hmm. and that one they might show but some of these little towns have one or two screens that they show movies so if, if right. everyone in this town is going to see this movie after one or two weeks you're essentially just Showing, you know, nobody's going to come see the movie right, for two right, weeks, right. but yeah. Um, and I was right; it says most theaters uh, charge or send fifty-five to sixty percent of ticket sales to studios. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is just the case of Disney has all the leverage and the power, and they're exerting it. We'll and see. they're we'll just looking. S- to- we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, well, let's move on to the last of the business news. Disney announced that they're ending their ban on the Los Angeles Times amid, amid fierce backlash. So, um, says amid a growing backlash, the Walt Disney stu- the Walt Disney Company on Tuesday reversed its decision to bar the Los Angeles Times from press screenings of its movies following an investigation by the newspaper into the media giant's business dealings in Anaheim. It says we've had a productive discussions with the newly installed leadership at the Los Angeles Times regarding our specific concerns, and as a result, we've agreed to restore access to advanced screenings for their film critics. Disney said in a statement, Disney's change of course came after a number of news outlets, including the New York Times and the AV Club, said they were boycotting advanced screenings of Disney films in solidarity. The company also faced pressure from several high-profile Hollywood figures, including. Ava DuVernay, who directed A Wrinkle in Time, which is to be released by Disney on March 9th. Uh, Saluting the film journalists standing up for one another, Miss DuVernay wrote on Twitter on Monday, quote, standing with you. Uh, Critics organizations also came out against Disney. So basically, I think they just saw the backlash and kind of backed off a little bit. So what happened? Like, what made them? I don't know the exact the details. I know that they said the LA Times was look. They were launching or going in into an investigation about their some of their business dealings going on in Anaheim. So I don't know if hmm. Disney probably felt it was a witch hunt of sorts, perhaps. But uh, they didn't. Oh, okay. So um, it looks like, according to and explaining this blackout that basically Disney had the LA Times on. Disney cited a Los Angeles Times investigation that was published in September about the company's business ties to Anaheim, California, where Disneyland and California Venture are. The two-part investigative series detailed the subsidies, incentives, rebates, and protections from future taxes that Disney had secured from the city, as well as the company's impact on local elections. Um... So they said, we regularly work with news organizations around the world that we don't always agree with. But in this instance, the LA Times showed a complete disregard for basic journalistic standards, Disney said in a statement. LA Times responded at the time by saying that Disney had not asked for any corrections. Since then, it had not covered the outcry from critics and news organizations that followed the blackout. So Disney was mad. 
that they wrote this piece, investigative piece, about the taxes they pay. This sounds like just a squabble amongst two organizations that nobody cares about other than them. (laughs) Because honestly, like, (laughs) I mean, boycotting of movies by the New York Times, you know, critics means nothing in terms of money. So this is more than likely something that, you know, they probably came to some sort of resolution between the two companies or whatever. But I don't think this was anything that was going to affect, you know movie performance of Thor or Star Wars or anything else that's getting ready to come out. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, let's move on to some movies and TV news. And my the first one I'm very happy about. Uh, yeah, Thor, shockingly, did really well at the box office. Uh, it had a $121 million box office debut. Uh, it says that uh, Thor Ragnarok thundered to one of the year's uh, best box office debuts, opening with an estimated $121 million in North American theaters. The robust debut for the third Thor movie was a welcome shot in the arm for Hollywood and theater owners who have just suffered through the through a terrible October at the box office. Uh, Thor Ragnarok also bucket, bucked the trend of diminishing returns for sequels. The 2011 Thor debuted with $65.7 million, and 2013's Thor The Dark World opened with a... Uh, 85.7 million dollar weekend or opening week i'm not sure i'm sure it's weekend uh the big opening cements the unlikely breakthrough of new zealand director takayo watiti i think is how you say his name. i think so yeah who shepherded the 180 million dollar production to marvel's best reviews since 2008's iron man so wow the best reviews since then it's a good movie it's great no i mean, I mean yeah obviously yeah. we liked it yeah, it's been, you know, seems like critics and people really like it. Yeah. And it's interesting, and I know you made this comment, of we've kind of been watching a little bit in the background of the older Thor movies just kind of been passing as they've been on while we're doing other stuff. And this one's much different, different than the other Thor movies. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more loose and fun. And, yeah. You know, I think people, I think that definitely the trailers helped it a lot. Yeah. The trailers made it look really cool. Yeah. So. And we actually, uh, our last Diz Talk, we mentioned we had, did a Thor Ragnarok review. So um, if you want to listen to that and know what we're talking about, why we think it was so great and why it deserves the $121 million, listen to that after the show. I don't know if it deserves. I would say I'm not shocked. Deserves whatever it could deserve it. I know. Here's all this mil- his millions of dollars. It's no shock that it did well. Yeah, sure. exactly. But. Okay, moving on. Uh, yeah, so the cast for the new Lion King movie has been announced, and let me read off everybody. Um, just the ones that you recognize. So you got Donald Glover playing Simba, Beyonce playing Nala. James Earl Jones, of course, playing Mufasa. Um, how do you say his name? I don't know. <laughs> Ch- 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 oh, Chowetel Elgifor. I've heard it before. Looks like Chowetel Elgifor. Anyways, Elgifor. I think he's the guy from Doctor Strange. He's playing yeah, Star. Yeah. Uh, we got John Oliver playing Zazu. Seth Rogen playing Pumbaa. Billy Eichner playing Timon. Uh, Keegan-Michael K playing Kamari, and that's all the ones I really kind of recognize. Yeah, so. and there's a couple more in there, but yeah, it's a huge cast. So I can say good. I'm not that excited for any of these 
live action remakes of the cartoon movies in general. And this we've one, been clear about this in the past. Too. Yeah, like this yeah. one, I just it's hard. I know it, it when you're dealing with it was a cartoon and you're bringing it to life, and I see the cast, and I I don't in my mind I just don't picture how this is going to come together. Now I'm sure it's going to be an okay movie, but. I just have a problem with a. I have a problem with Hollywood in general that they're just in nothing but remakes because they've run out of ideas, and I've always felt this whole we're going to take all the cartoons that everyone loves and we're going to turn them into live action movies is just a really easy cash grab for Disney. Yeah, because it's it's just a nostalgia play, and you can almost guarantee that it's going to make money just because people are going to remember these movies when they were ten, twelve years old or younger. Correct. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. know. I, I'm really not that excited on it. Yeah. I still haven't seen the Jungle Book, like when it came out a couple of years ago. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not, I never was a really big fan of Jungle Book growing up, though. And that's the thing. If, if I wasn't a giant fan of a movie when it was a cartoon, I'm not really that motivated to go see it as a live action. Well, it's not really. I mean, it is, but it's. Right, I know. But it, they're not, the people aren't there. It's just their voices. <laughs> But, well, yeah. right, but it's supposed to look like it's real, is the whole point, I think. But okay, as of right now, I'm not too excited on it. But alrighty, okay. Next story. Uh, it says Disney Parks announces two holiday specials for, t- for 2017. Uh, it says Disney Parks and ABC are kicking off the holidays with a sense of style this year as they announce the Wonderful World World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration and Disney Parks Magical Christmas Celebration. First holiday special, The Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration, will air on Thursday, November 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the second, Disney Parks Magical Christmas Celebration, will air on Christmas morning, uh, and that is Monday, December 25th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, and then there's going to be some performances. Um, looks like Julianne Ho... Is that his name? Ho? Huff. Julian Huff. Huff. That does not look like Huff, but anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll return as host and we'll be joined by Nick Lachey, Mr. 98 Degrees. Mm -hmm. By the way, anytime I see Nick Lachey, remember the song they had? Uh, The one that was like in a boxing ring. It's so cheesy. Man, I can't remember it. I don't remember that. There's a music video. It's anyways. Anytime I see Nick Lachey, I just think of that whole music video. And I chuckle. Um... And there's going to be a co-host, color commentary from Jesse Palmer from ESPN. We'll join them for play-by-play. Play. <laughs> uh, the musical performances for the Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration are going to be Sierra, Darius Rucker, Fifth Harmony, Fitz and the Tantums, Hanson. Tantrums. No, I'm sorry. Tantrums. <laughs> Hanson. I wanted to say Hansel. Because he's so hot right now. Uh, in real life, Jason Derulo. Oh, boy. And Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. And then for the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Celebration, it will again be Ciara, Darius Rucker, Fifth Harmony, Fitz and the Tantrums. There you go. Jason Derulo, Leah Michelle, and 98 Degrees. Oh, man. They're getting back. Yes. Your, oh your 16-year-old self's happy. And Broadway's <laughs> Telly Lewing and Ariel Jacobs of Aladdin will do some stuff. Cool. Is this the first year they're doing those two specials? Did they do that last year? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm glad they're not calling it something like Frozen Magical Christmas like they did like the last two years. 
Let's just get let's just get rid of that. Let's they go back to the regular the Christmas frozen movie out, and then they will. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Well, cool. They were you know they've the already thing, started filming. When you see like ninety eight degrees or like Backstreet Boys come back and like the music's cheesy, and while I admit it is cheesy, at least to me, like I think music today is so awful in general. Like the pop music, I just think it's terrible. Yeah. At least like the Backstreet Boys ninety eight degrees are like openly basically playing on nostalgia and be like hey we're cheesy but remember you loved us and it's kind of funny to me and it doesn't bother me they are who they are right like they're not trying to act like they're like these uh you know sophisticated artists they're just like hey when you're 16 you really like this and we're gonna just it's weird though because they're like a boy band but they're all in their 40s now they're a man band (laughs) they're a man band Yeah, I don't know. Like Jason Derulo, I'm just like, ugh. The 90 degrees. And like when I was like 16, I was like, ugh. But now I'm just like, that's eh, kind of funny. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. And then um, also, we'll put this in the show notes, but there's a couple pictures of them filming these performances because um, that happened over the weekend. And a you mean it's bit. not live? It's not live. And we did talk about that in a previous episode. Magic is ruined. Yes. I'm not watching now. I'm so sorry. Okay, um, that's it for the movies and TV. We're going to move on to parks and resorts. Uh, this first one here uh, will affect us because we are going to be at Disney for this. Yay! For those that don't know, we're going to be at Disney around like December 10th. Mi- yeah, so. I think as we leave. Yeah. Maybe we should do some sort of like countdown or something. Well, what, I don't know what the countdown is now. It's less than you don't five weeks know. now. Right? I should know. It's Jeez. less than five weeks. It's like four and a half weeks some now. Disney fans. Four and a half are. weeks? Yay! I expect there to be like some giant clock counting down every single day. Do you want like an advent calendar like they have at Christmas? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say you could just go as far as like the uh, the New Year's ball that drops. I figured you'd have something like that oh, set up. Oh, man. You're lacking on this. I so. am. I'm dropping the ball. Literally. Call you. Oh, geez. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, 2017's Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party entertainment lineup and schedules have been announced. Or announced. Excuse me. I don't think announced is a word. Announced? No. Announced. I made it up and it's there. Okay. <laughs> it looks like it says the first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party takes place November 9th, 2017 at the Magic Kingdom. And we have the entertainment schedules here. And they are... A Frozen Holiday Wish, 6.15 to 8.15 p.m. Now, is this every party, correct? Yes, okay. and that's 6.15 and 8.15, not oh, two. Oh, sorry. Just okay. Yep. So, yeah, this is for every every party. This is going to be the schedule. Yeah. So, okay. I will reread that. Uh, a Frozen Holiday Wish at 6.15 and 8.15 p.m. So, it's not a two-hour show. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, man, that's a long show. Like, I do not want to sit through that. Right. Uh, Mickey's most merriest celebration on the castle stage is at 740, 925, 1030, and 1155 p.m. 1155? That's literally the end of the party. I'm guessing it's not a very long show. Probably not. No. You might guess. Uh, Club Tinsel, dance party at Cosmic Rays, 7 p.m. till midnight. So that's just intermittent, right? I don't... They always do these. Yeah. I don't... Well, I think they're... I think it's for kids, hard. little kids. I'm, I know it is. I don't think they're actually trying to have a club in the middle of Disney World. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Although that would be kind of funny. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, a totally Tomorrowland Christmas on the Rocket Tower Plaza stage is at 7.45 and 8.35 and 9.25, 10.45 and 
Mm-hmm. Voice play on the Rocket Tower Plaza stage is 810, 9 o'clock, 1020, and 1110. Mickey's Once Upon a Time Christmas Time Parade beginning in Frontierland is at 8.30 and 11 p.m. Holiday Wishes is at 10 p.m. And the Reindeer Wranglers in Frontierland is at 7.15, 8.05, 9.30, 10.30, and 11.45 p.m. Wow. There's also some treat locations as well for the party. So they've got Snow Snow Cone and Snowman Soft Pretzels at Tortug... Tortuga Tavern in Adventureland, Eggnog and Ginger Molasses Cookies at Ticket Office in Liberty Square, Silky Smooth Dove Chocolate and Sparkling Apple Cider at Friar's Nook in Fantasyland, Nesquik Chocolate Milk and Peppermint Crunch Cookie at Pete's Silly Sideshow Storybrook Circus in Fantasyland. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Hot chocolate. I did it though. Hey, you did it. Yeah. Hot chocolate, apple cider, and a variety of cookies at Pinocchio's Village Hoose. <laughs> Santa Claus. Hoose. I'm I'm announcing this correctly. <laughs> okay. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Okay. Be, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Very disrespectful, of Pinocchio. I'm so sorry. Santa Claus's cookie and snow cone at Anti Gravity's Galactic Goodies in Tomorrowland, and hot chocolate and snickerdoodle cookie at Cosmic Rays Cafe. Now those those are not included oh no those are complimentary excuse me those are all complimentary mm-hmm. so i shall be getting fat on that <laughs> night. the eggnog are you gonna partake in some eggnog you really have to like right 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 <laughs> you're just okay for those, who don't, anyways, for those <laughs> who don't know in the moment the grocery store carries eggnog i will buy like my brother and i both we will buy like two at one time because i will just go through it because they, they just don't sell it year-round. It ain't no, looks amazing. No. So, yeah. Such a seasonal item. That yeah. and the cookies sound really good. Yeah. I'm a, I'm looking forward to apple. I love apple cider. So, give me apple cider anytime. And hot chocolate. I want all the drinks. I want all the drinks. I can't believe you asked me if I was going to get eggnog. <laughs> okay. And what about the characters? Uh, yeah. So, we've got characters at the party. So, Main Street USA, there will be Santa Claus and Mickey Mouse. Adventureland, there will be Aladdin, Jasmine, Genie, and Abu, Captain Jack Sparrow, Moana, and Peter Pan. Frontierland is the Country Bears. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Way to ruin Christmas. No. Bears. Stop. Stop it. Listen. All right. Bears are the worst. Anyways. Liberty Square will have Jack Skellington as Sandy Claus. Fantasyland will have... A lot of people. Oh, just move on. A ton. There's a lot. Basically, <laughs> any character you can imagine with Fantasyland, they will be there. Right. Tomorrowland it will be Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps. From Zootopia. Yeah. Yeah. And the attractions that are open during Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I is think are all of them. All of them except for what is not open? Um, Probably like Carousel of Progress yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's usually the ones that are open. Um, during Halloween party yeah. or opening or Christmas party. Basically, so. everything's open, I think. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that aren't, but the, but it's most of, most of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's also some specialty foods. Ooh. Main Street Bakery serves a holiday Mickey cinnamon roll, Yule Log and peppermint cupcake. Sleepy Hollow serves a Sandy Claus dessert, red velvet Mickey <gasps> waffles. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, Jared loves red velvet. And waffles. Yeah. And there's a bunch of restaurants open, so yeah, so it sounds like... Not a bunch, uh, there's some, but yeah. Well, some, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go through those, but... Yay! This gets me really excited for this. I know we're still like a month away, but... 
I am reading that. Pumped. Like I've been really excited for the uh, what's going on at Hollywood Studios for Christmas, but reading through this, mm-hmm. like I think, yeah. obviously the Christmas party is going to be more of a Christmas thing than I would I would hope anyways in Hollywood Studios just having something going on. But both of those combined to me, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know. I mean, we go on the 12th is the date of our party. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a week and a half till Christmas when we after we do that. So we'll be like in the prime Christmas spirit. It'll be perfect. So yeah. I'm all pumped for it. Yay! It won't be like when we went for Halloween and it was... August 31st, basically. Uh, it was Halloween forever. It, 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 it felt like it I mean, the party forever. was cool, but it was like September 1st. And so hot. And yeah. rained. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's do the next one, honey. Uh, unwrap the magic of the holidays on a special tour at Walt Disney Resort. Um, it says here, uh, Walt Disney Resort is quickly becoming a winter wonderland. Interested in learning the secrets behind the magical festive transformation? The Disney's Yuletide Fantasy and Disney's Holiday Delights tours offer the chance to go behind the scenes of the astonishing annual decorating efforts throughout the theme parks and resorts. Oh, so they're like cool tours. Looks like it. It says hmm. the Yuletide Fantasy takes you backstage to learn just how Walt Disney World Resort gets dressed up for the holiday season and watch the elves, quote-unquote, themselves, the cast members of holiday services at work. From holiday celebrations around the world at Epcot to the traditional trimmings of Main Street USA, uh, you'll see all that. Mm-hmm. And the D-Lights, so the Disney's Holiday D-Lights is offered on 12 select nights throughout the season. You meet with event and decorating support cast members and discover how some of the most cherished holiday customs are brought to light at Epcot and Magic Kingdom. You learn how they decorate Cinderella's castle and thousands with thousands of twinkling lights and experience the iconic candlelight processional. That's neat. Is this new? Like brand new? I think so. Because they've been doing more of this stuff where they just kind of have these... Like added Yeah. I mean, that is... It, I don't know. It depends. They didn't say pricing, so I don't know how much this is, but... I, I don't know either. I mean, how they do all that stuff is always, I would assume, be very interesting I would say if you're a person that's already done all of the tours that's offered or most of them and you live in Florida or you're just like a big Disney fan, this would probably really interest you. Um, I don't know if I would do it. I kind of want to keep some of the magic hidden. I don't think I want to know everything. You don't want to see how the sausage is made? I don't. I'm okay with just eating the sausage. (laughs) 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 You You used it. I'm I, just I'm responding to your whatever. Your I'm just I'm just here holding down the fort. Okay, that's all I'm doing. You're silly. Okay, next one. Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean will close in early 2018 to take out the redhead, or in other words, to PC up the ride. <laughs> yeah, that's just I just wanted to put that in there, but yeah. I love the fiend outrage that pirates are not <laughs> like pirates are sexist like. Yeah, that they also they're all were pirates, pirates, right? <laughs> it's like saying Vikings were mean, like right. That's but they're Disney pirates, and those are different. Those are very toned down. I understand. All right, on to the next one. Upward and onward. Okay, Let's see, outdoor seating area opens at Cosmic Rays uh, Starlight Cafe. 
this has been in construction for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So there's some pictures on this article showing it. And uh, it says, after months of work, the new outdoor covered seating area at Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe at Magic Kingdom is complete. The new seating area features quite a few seats, which should help out the popular restaurant. It also has fans installed for the warmer times of year. And pictures, it looks nice. I mean, it's probably, if it wraps all the way around, there's a lot of seats, actually. Is they just need more seating? Is that why I'm assuming that was part of it. I mean, if that thing wraps all the way around, you're probably talking 50 or more seats. Possibly. Well, there are, there are, yeah, it looks like it. It kind of, it really kind of blends in well with the existing restaurant. Yeah. Kind of looks like it's been there for a while. I like it. It looks good. And I know Cosmic Rays is like really popular, so it makes sense that they would want to expand. Yeah. Yeah. So photos of this um, new construction or new uh, seating area is in the show notes. So take a look at those. Okay, uh, we're going on to the next one, Jared. Ah, this one. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Gosh, this one actually makes me mad. Uh, the Edison has been pushed back to January 1st for opening date of 2018. I knew this was going to happen. They've been behind on the construction the they whole time. They were supposed time. to open, like, what, 2016? Yeah. It's been almost, I mean, it's been forever, so. That's annoying. Mm-hmm. Very annoying, but because I kind of wanted to see what it looked like. I was I planning on. Mm-hmm. I was. I, I kept trying to keep an eye on it. I wasn't hearing anything about b- delays until I know. today. But when we went in August, remember how far? Even you mentioned you're like, wow, this looks like they have a lot more to go. Yeah. I don't know what the holdup is, but I don't can't do anything about it. So. Shoddy workmanship. I hope not. Jeez. Okay, Anyways. next one, baby. Uh, Tomorrowland Terrace is now open exclusively for mobile order. Uh, Magic Kingdom's seasonally operated Tomorrowland Terrace quick service restaurant is now open for a limited time offering mobile order only. Uh, This starts November 11th and it will be open from 10.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. And guests can only purchase food via the My Disney Experience mobile order service. Menu items include pulled pork, Basically, a pulled pork sandwich. There's some weird word behind that, but for eleven twenty nine, <laughs> cheeseburger for twelve twenty nine, chicken strips at ten ninety nine, and spicy chicken sandwich at nine ninety nine. And we've covered mobile order before, but basically, yeah. you can just order your food from the app on your phone, and you order it, pay for it there, and you just go pick it app. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, this Tomorrowland Terrace is a seasonal restaurant just because they use it for when it's really, really busy in the parks. Kind of overflow with this. Do you point. know you know which which restaurant we're talking about, right? Like where yeah. it is. Okay, if you're not familiar, um, anybody that's listening, it's the restaurant that's always closed <laughs> if you're there at off times during the year. That um, is basically across the water from the bridge between Tomorrowland and the Hub. Um, if you're going toward Tomorrowland, it's on the right side. It's got a lot of seating, and it's kind of outdoor seating. Um, but, yeah. I when mean, it's that's, really that's, hot, it's a nice place to kind of cool off. Exactly. And the fact that it's only mobile ordering, I think, is a, is a good test to see how it's going to work everywhere else. Like, if they want to choose another restaurant to just be mobile or, mobile order only, they'll see how it, how it works. May, yeah, I maybe. think so. I don't think they're ever going to give most restaurants where it's just mobile order only. I didn't say most. I just meant like some yeah. other ones they're they're thinking about. So could be always testing it out. So 
Yeah. Okay, let's uh, do the last, the last of the parks and resorts story. Yeah, so Stitch's Great Escape is back for the holiday season, apparently, from November 23rd till January 6th. Yeah. Um, Don't know why. They made it a character meet and greet, and they're bringing it back for, like, two weeks. <laughs> well, if you look at this, too, the 23rd to the 6th, those are some the of the busiest, busiest times time. at yep. Disney. So they're basically just having the then this is what they've been doing when it's super busy they just open it up to i guess try and relieve some congestion maybe but didn't they change didn't they change the sign yeah they changed the sign and everything so oh that's interesting they'll probably just put a temporary sign over it probably they're disney they can do what they want and nobody will go there because it sucks okay let's move on to merchandise and food uh, okay, the first one here is that OtterBox to bring a new phone case to the U.S. Disney Parks. So OtterBox and Disney announced today that they will be the official protective case of Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort as part of a new multi-year strategic alliance. Uh, whether Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse is your favorite character or you just love all things Disney, OtterBox has you covered with exclusive Symmetry Series Disney Collection. So basically, it's just there's Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, and sort of like a Mickey ears cover. Looks cool. Like. I like a good Otter Box in my life, I guess. Well, we almost got to the point where you have to have an yeah, Otter Box in your life. I don't want to talk about my. <laughs> you don't want to tell people. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Jamie drops phones. I've I've been through a, a phone or two in my. Sometimes Lifetime. from the tops of cars into traffic even. I Okay, you know what? Real quick, I'll just tell the story. So I can be absent-minded. And um, I used to drive a, um, a VW Bug, and it was a convertible. Um, and I was pumping gas one day, gas station, and I was on my phone while I was pumping gas. And I sat my phone down on the top of my car. Put the gas um, pump into back into the thing, closed the cap, and drove off, forgetting that my phone was on top of the car. And I realized about two minutes later that I can't find my phone, and I had put it on the top of my car, and I was like, crap. So I turned around, trying to find it, trying to find it. I found it in the middle of the intersection, close to the gas station I was at, and it was shattered. <laughs> Like I went out into the middle of the street to retrieve it because I was like, maybe they can salvage it. And you know what? They actually did. They they were able to. They took it back, and I got a replacement. I, I had to pay for well, it. Well, mind you, too, this is the busiest intersection in in town here, probably one of. It was busy, yeah. but yeah, this is the thing about they Apple. let me go get it. I was the, like, my the, phone. Yeah, if the phone will turn on. You can. They'll give you a new one. It's uh, it's not cheap. It's like it's cheaper than buying a brand new phone outright. But yeah, it still worked. But the, I mean, the the front of the thing was completely yeah. crushed. But yeah, I have a I have a history of not being so. Gentle and actually, when phone. we first started dating, I think it was like early on. I remember I had to lock. I lived in an apartment, and I handed my phone to her, <laughs> and I said, "Hey, hold my phone." Why I had to like actually lock it with a key. I hand it to her. I go to put the key in the lock, and just thump, and just. Phone hits the ground. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, I'm, I dropped. So yeah, it's been uh, a thing. It's it's there. We joke about it. She gets mad about it sometimes, but I have like oil fingers or whatever. I, I just know. can't. If you were a wide receiver, 
you would never get the ball thrown to you. I would make no money <laughs> would just, here. Just drop it inexplicably out of nowhere. Anywho, that's my story about how I'm terrible with phones. Yeah, so Otterboxes get used quite a bit because they're actually pretty durable. And now that they're making Disney stuff, maybe I'll get one, Jared. I assumed it was going to happen anyways. Yeah. All right. We will move on to the next story. Okay. And it's uh, the foodie guide to Flurry of Fun at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yay. And they've got some new holiday snacks here. Um, it's got a bunch of pictures. So you got some cupcakes. Right. Looks like some gingerbread Mickey cookies on a stick. Ooh, it's gingerbread pops. Okay, yeah, gingerbread yep. pops galore. Gingerbread cupcake. Hot. Um, oh, this looks good. It says a ooh. hot cocoa. With marshmallows? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, it's got like yeah. whipped cream on it and stuff. So. Uh, cookies. Ooh, you can have some hot chocolate beverages with alcohol. Hot chocolate martini. Mmm. Even Bailey's salted caramel hot chocolate. Well, I think I'd actually try that. I'm not a big drinker, but I would actually try that. Bailey's is pretty. Oh, it's got a lot of sugar. Hot chocolate flight. Okay, I'll try that. I'll try that. Looks like there's a. It looks mm. like a Christmas tree, but it looks like a oh my cookie gosh, thing. It's so cute. Peppermint white Russian. Oh, I am dying over this. These pictures. Okay, this is from the Disney Parks blog um, website, and so you know Disney takes very beautiful pictures, and all these food pictures are making me. Really hungry. Yeah, they don't have a lot written up about this. They just have a lot of pictures. Uh-huh. So that's why we're kind of yeah. describing them to you here. So, oh my god! Uh, looks like they've also got a... Stop, Disney. Apple Cranberry Cobbler. And they have a festive holiday popcorn mix that looks like it has popcorn, marshmallows, pretzels, and M&Ms and drizzled with chocolate. That looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's like a log... Some kind of like, it looks like a chocolate Yeah, that's log. a Yule Log thing. Oh my gosh. I'm dying over here. I'm so, this, I want it right now. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm feeling sorry for myself because we've been talking about it all week. We want to go be like at Disney right now. Specifically Hollywood Studios. Because all these treats are supposed to start like the season whole starts like, you know, for you guys it would be today on the 9th. So... Yeah, I'm just, I'm wanting it so bad. What about you, Jared? So bad. It looks tasty. It looks very tasty. Anyway, the pictures of these treats and the information will be in the show notes. Yeah, so that's, I think that's it for... That's the news. Okay, yeah, that's it for the news. Um, We're going to move on to rumors. We have one that's not confirmed, but it is, it is being, is gossiped about, basically, so... Yeah, it's that uh, the Hall of Presidents may uh, stay closed until sometime in 2018. Apparently, some cast members have been saying uh, this to people, but officially, Disney has had no comment on the time frame. They've been saying the end of 2017 for months, since like March, yeah. April. Um, but it's still closed, and we're in November, so they have a few weeks until we call them liars, <laughs> right? <laughs> so True. Yeah, and I don't. We don't know what the holdup is. We I've heard, you know, that um, that Trump hasn't rec- recorded his part yet. Um, they're making upgrades to the theater, stuff like that. So I don't really, I really know the exact reasons, but we'll see. We'll see. I wish it was open. I like that. I attraction. love Hall of Presidents. Yeah. It's really entertaining, and it's cool in there when it's really hot. True, it's a cool place to go. So, 
Okay, we're going to move on from rumors and we're going to go into our discussion for today. And we're going to talk about the perks of being an annual pass holder. So we, Jared and I, recently got our first set of annual passes in August, or I guess the end of August, beginning of September. And um, so far, it's been really, really great. Um, When you think about it, park tickets in general take up a big chunk of the money you spend on a Walt Disney World vacation. So I think for one adult, park hopper tickets for like five days is like 450 bucks, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, is that right? Okay, so multiply that by three by four. So if you have like four people or you say you have four adults or two adults and two children, you're still looking at close to between like sixteen hundred and a two thousand dollars just for tickets. This is a crazy amount, right? So you really kinda wanna be smart with the kind of tickets you buy for your Disney vacation. So um annual passes can save you money in the long run. And there are a lot of perks that come with it. So, If you go enough. Exactly. So, okay. So there are two different kinds of APs. You can either get an annual pass if you're a Florida resident or an annual pass if you're out of state. If you're a Florida resident, you have a bunch of um, options. You've got like weekday only. You've got gold. You've got silver. Um, There's... I think there's Epcot after 4 p.m. There's a couple others that I can't remember, but and then the Platinum and Platinum Plus. Platinum and Platinum Plus are the only two that are available to out-of-state um, uh, residents. So um, there's kind of, you're kind of limited if you don't live in in Florida. And if you don't live in Florida, you can't make payments on it. Right. If you're a right. resident, you, can't, you can kind exactly. of break it up. You have to pay it all up front if you're out-of-state, which is kind of which is eh, but once it's done, it's done. So, um, it can be cheaper than buying tickets for separate trips. So they say that if you go to Disney world more than, I think now it's like eight days in a year, you're, you're probably going to be, be saving money and you can go more often if you get the season passes. Right. Right. Um, because, um, I think for a platinum for us this past year was, uh, ended up being cl- with tax. I think it was it was close to eight hundred. Yeah. So if you do the if you do the math there, I mean that's like two sets of five day hopper or four day hopper or whatever for the same amount. So if you're a frequent park goer, this is definitely a good option for you. Um, and then back in August September, I think they ran a deal where if you were an annual pass holder, you could buy a special rate discount tickets for your friends and family i think it was like one day was like 75 bucks or something like that i can't remember the deal exactly but stuff like that exists well so. that's where getting the season pass if you're coming up to that point on your trip or maybe multiple trips in the year if you're getting close to that five six day mark is when you have a season pass you get discounts on a lot of things and you're getting more yeah. discounts with lately because they do this kind of when the attendance isn't the best in the world. And right, so right. this mayor, we'll see if it continues once Star Wars and stuff opens. But mm-hmm. as of right now, there's a lot of discounts. So you've got a lot of times on merchandise you can get 10% off, depending on the place, sometimes 20% off. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain restaurants you can get 
I think some of them are up to 30% off. Yeah. Well, remember the 45th anniversary that came about last year, 2016, they ran a deal for annual pass holders and vacation club members got 30% off on some of the uh, dining locations. And they extended that to the end of this year. So, And you also get discounts on the the parties. Yeah, we we got a discount on our... Our Christmas party. It wasn't much, but it was it was something. Yeah. So, um, same thing for Halloween party as well, I think. And um, vacation package discounts are given to annual pass holders as well. There's actually, I wanted to mention, there's actually one that they just released for annual pass holders in early 2018. Um, it's I think it's, it starts in January and goes till April. Um, and you can read more about that in the show notes, but I just wanted to mention that they had that. Um, additionally, with the special discounts, you also are privy to special previews. So annual pass holders are often invited for like first look opportunities at new park features like lands, events, shows, etc. Um, right now, what's going on is the annual pass holder preview for sunset seasons greetings and if you remember or if you've seen this before sunset seasons greetings is the new hollywood studios christmas time uh i don't know how to describe it like it's not really an event show gathering part of the park i would classify it as Sort of experience a festival, okay, maybe? kind of, yeah. I mean, it's just something going on, yeah, it's not a, a specific party, but it's just kind of a themed area going on while you're there, exactly. And it's brand new this year, so they invited all the annual pass holders to take a look at it before it's officially open to everybody else. Um, another recent one was when Pandora, the world of Avatar, opened in Animal Kingdom, there was a big deal about getting previews. For annual pass holders for that so that's another perk you get to see the new stuff before other people can so yeah exactly and then um sometimes they have annual pass holder only events and their special gatherings that are scheduled at specific times of the year for annual pass holders only and sometimes the park will close early um moonlight magic was one they did a few months ago um, and it had like special character meet and greets, food attractions, stuff like that. Um, but it's just for annual pass holders. And a couple of the other other perks I want to mention, and this is one of my favorites, is that if you have an annual pass, you get free parking at all the parks. Which is the least they could do, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so parking at Magic Kingdom, any of the parks, is twenty bucks. Like that's the cheapest you can you can get to pay. So if you don't have an annual pass and you brought your car, you want to drive to the parks, you'll have to pay that $20 every time. I mean, unless you're staying on, on property. But um, So there's that. And then there's also separate entrance into the parks. They'll have an annual pass holder sign up right by one of the turnstile or the, the little uh, yeah. Mickey heads or whatever. Um, and you can go through that line. This sometimes, sometimes works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes it's faster. Sometimes it's not. It just depends on... There were rumors, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, that they may start creating actual, like, uh, fully dedicated entrances just for AP pass holders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Hopefully that'll get better. That'd be great. I think they talked about, too, about um, sort of creating the back check for AP pass holders as well. Like, you can get through it quicker. Yeah, exactly. So So, that's another thing that they're thinking about doing. And then you also have the photo pass 
program included in your um, annual pass, so you don't have to pay for the photos. Which is nice. You just, that is that's pretty cool. And you get a uh, magic band. Exactly. Yeah, you get the magic band as well. And then there's also opportunities in the parks, and at, I don't know if it's Disney Springs or not, but um, specially released annual pass holder merchandise that you can buy for specifically for APs. So that's another perk. So do you like being an annual pass holder so far? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, when we were, I mean, we, we got them our first day there. So while we were there, it was nice that the parking stuff when you're there and all that. And then, um, I mean, the main, to me, the main benefit is, you know, we're going back in December, right? It's way easier to plan the trip. I mean, you only have to worry Mm -hmm. about hotel and that, and you know what, that's really it. Right. So it, it does make economical sense if you go more often. Uh, to do that but yeah i mean it's yeah they're adding more and more perks to it so it's uh you know i enjoy it do you think the price and you, you think the price is justified uh i mean it's steep but given the price of the tickets per day now like the regular tickets yeah it, it's pretty i mean yeah it, it's it you know it's got a point there where if the per day ticket prices were less it would need to be less but given the prices where they're at obviously you know the demands there they can get it so i mean where the prices are right now it, it you know it makes sense yeah. i can't say it's like a bargain but yeah you know some families will have one person in their party or in their family buy an annual pass and the rest don't and the the, the reason for doing this is that if one person has an annual pass in your group you get to experience all the perks so that you you still get the discounts on the food, on the merchandise. Yeah. You get the free parking, um, all that stuff. So that's... Well, I'm sure you could do some sort of... I imagine spreadsheets would allow you to do this. I've done similar things, but you could you could do a cost-benefit analysis of if you're going to Disney for five to six days and you buy one season pass or AP pass, sorry. I always call it season pass, but AP. It's okay. Uh and if you plan on eating in the parks or, or if, you know, if you plan on getting things at the parks, you could probably actually make that where it would make economical sense for one person to get it, depending on how you planned your trip out. Right. You know, so there is that idea that you can do that and actually would save you money. Right. Depending on your vacation. And the specific ticket that we have, it includes um, all four parks and um, like round of golf or something like that. There's like a little little add ons in there. But Platinum Plus is also um, an option for us as well. But we decided not to do that because it includes the um, like ESPN Wild World of Sports and the water parks. And we don't really do any of those. So um, if you want to have like an all-inclusive thing, you may have to go up in price a little bit. And then also if you're a Florida resident and you just want to go on the weekdays, you can save a bunch of money doing that. Yeah, like yeah. One of the, well, one of the reasons we eventually may find ourselves in the Florida area at some point, but we're thinking about it. One of the perks would be the fact that, yeah, you get way cheaper season passes. Mm -hmm. And if you live down there, you get the one where you can, you just go during the week. I mean, for the most part, you wouldn't want to go on the weekends anyway. It's because they're the busiest in the park. The only thing is if there's special stuff going on, you'll have to miss out. But yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. If you live in Florida, it's a, it's a way better deal than if you live outside of Florida. For sure. Yeah. So I guess the value thing changes if you live in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. It's a way different uh, story than it is. 
you live outside. And then you get into the, the realm of people that have annual passes to Disney World and Disneyland. And it's like, I don't even know how much it is a year, but it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget mean, that would be awesome that. to do. I forget what I they call what they call it. Magic pass or something. I don't Probably really know. The, the Uber pass. Uber yeah. pass. <laughs> yeah, there is that pass available, so. Um, so yeah, um, that's all I really wanted to say about that. I'm glad I have it. I have my little card in my purse and I got my magic bands. So everything's linked there. So you don't have to worry about anything extra. Um, I will definitely be using the dining discounts while we are there on the next trip. And we did use it when we were here the past, this past, uh, August. So that was nice to get those discounts. So, yeah, if you go enough, it makes sense. Yeah. And now that we have them, we're thinking about how many more times we want to go back. Like, oh, let's go back in January. Oh, wait, let's go back in March. What about May? What about, you know, June? So, um, I think you're just talking about what goes on in your head. Oh, sorry. Is that, is that daily basis? Do you do you not agree with me or? No, I'm saying I won't go. Oh, I can't say that those oh. scenarios pop in my head every single day, but yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's nice because you can just go and, you know, if you stay out property and get it, like the hotel we stayed at last time. Which is actually a pretty decent hotel, and I think it was around seventy something dollars a night. We got to deal with it, but yeah. yeah but mm-hmm. so I mean, you get a hotel room for say three days, and you know, even if you wanted to go on the cheap and get your own food, I mean, once you have your season pass paid for, you know, you go to Disney for a weekend or a couple of days for, you know, less than five hundred dollars. Yeah, possibly. So exactly, it's kind of nice. It gives you some flexibility there, yeah. and and there's a there's a lot more discounts that come with annual pass that we didn't mention that are just extras um like discounts on like tours and like massages and stuff like that. Yeah, there's so. a lot of stuff if mm-hmm. you look at the they'll send you a pamphlet and all that stuff and you get yeah. a magnet. <laughs> we do. We have two magnets on our refrigerator that our daughter loves to play with. So our fun. magnets are not used appropriately probably no they're not no they're not you get them yeah um but yeah that's all i wanted to say about that um that's about it for the show today do you have anything you want to add for what we talked about any any uh stories that stood out to you as being important i really hope part of me i really hope they get 21st century fox because i want i want the x-men and marvel universe okay question is it Okay, it's 21st century? Wasn't it 20th century for a while? I don't know. Did they change it? I'd like, say 20th. I, my brain, I can't I can't think of anything, but I I swear it used to be 20, 20th century. I don't know. Probably. I don't know either. Okay. The only reason I ask is you did say it a couple times when you were reading. <laughs> you went back to 21st, so I was like, which one is it? <laughs> just covering my bases. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure they made it change it. You know, by doing that, I'm right either way. <laughs> right. So therefore... You can't accuse me of being wrong. I'm assuming it changed it around the beginning of the century. You're focusing on the wrong thing. I'm so sorry. The right okay. thing here is the fact that Disney could possibly get X-Men and they could be part of the Marvel Universe and then things would be right. And that's what Jared wants. Yeah. So yeah. You're focusing on the wrong things. That's right. the thing. You're well, I'm on. excited for the Christmas party food for sure. And I'm happy that Thor got all that money. <laughs> I guess. See, I don't care that they get the money. That's I'm a glad weird th- way of saying I'm glad it did well. No, I'm glad like, they made a good movie. I don't yeah. really... I don't know. That's well, it just means if like if the if the movie makes money, they'll make more movies like that. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. why it makes me happy. So, anywho, I don't so. think it was in any risk of losing money. Okay, yeah. okay. 
Well, that's it for our episode today. We want to say you should follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, subscribe to all of our accounts and channels and sign up for that newsletter on our website, CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com, for a chance to receive a free t-shirt. And I want to mention our YouTube channel. We have a couple of vlogs up now, so you should check those out and subscribe to that channel, Capture the Magic. Uh, we try to update it weekly. Sometimes we don't get to update it weekly. But we do have our podcast episodes on YouTube. It's just audio. But if you'd prefer to listen to it on YouTube versus um, on like iTunes or our website, you can definitely do that too. So. And eventually in the near future, we'll probably do video podcasts. So we've been we've been we're working working on it. We're we're setting it up. We're trying to figure everything out. So I gotta get the yeah. office set up to do yeah certain things. Yeah, so. well, we have an issue where our baby is in the other room, like next to the office. That's not the issue. I've got that figured out. Well, it's a concern for me. So okay, whatever. I've got it. I've got it figured out. All right. Well, thanks for uh, joining me today, Jared, in our discussion about Disney World. You're welcome. And thank you for listening out there in podcast land. And we will see you in the parks. Bye.